0: Ladies and gentlemen, today we are in Brattleboro, Vermont, and we are speaking with Natalie Blake and Cynthia Parker-Houghton. And obviously they are artists. So we are in Natalie Blake's studio. So this is your studio, Natalie. And can you ladies tell everybody what your actual passion is? <laughs> Natalie, let's start with you. <laughs> I
1: mean, I see you carving things, but I'm not sure yet what they are and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what else you're into. So. Right. Um, well, I'd say one of our passions is covering up sad, lonely walls, so that they have life and beauty and uh, vibration, energy. Yeah. So maybe that leads to putting energy out in the world. We've been we've been doing our one um, kind of our core values, what we really believe in, and uh, energy is a big one that keeps running through as a word that we're going to choose for our for our core values. So um, yeah, I guess the passion might be to put good energy on the world through, through beauty. It feels like it came from our hands. People can really feel that and sense that into the clay. And it kind of resonates when they're around it. That's what we hope. That's my version of what we hope for.
0: What about, what about you, Cynthia? My passion? Yeah.
2: Hmm. Well, I actually really love this work. Um,
0: and when you say this work, what's, uh, what is this
2: exactly? Well, we're doing Skaffito carving. We use a lot of botanical imagery. We do the, a lot of energy lines, and we put it in public places like hospitals and stuff. Um, I mean, I, I'm surprised that I ended up here. Um, it's, I've always been passionate about um, trying to do something something good you know for the world try to make things better and i've always loved making things but that always felt like a really selfish activity but so this has been really awesome because i've been able to channel that energy and feel like i'm doing something that's making a difference
0: so it's amazing that you feel like your energy is you know and your passion is something that that could feel selfish i think so many people connect to that
2: yeah yeah, it feels like, oh, well, this is, I'm just having too much fun. So where did <laughs> you know? it start for you? Oh, well, I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I would loved drawing and, um, you know, I drew flowers and whatever. And I spent a lot of time out in nature, a lot of time out in the woods. And, um, you know, I always liked to draw. Um, and
0: how'd you take it to the next level?
2: Well, I didn't think drawing was an option. Uh, so I was in carpentry, and I worked for Natalie as her carpenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw what she was doing in her studio, and I said, uh, if you need anybody to work for you, I'd be really <laughs> you know, psyched. Um,
0: so wait, I just want to point out then to my audience that you saw something that was going on, you loved it, and basically did you ask Natalie to kind of mentor and, and teach you how to do this?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, no, sh-
2: not quite. I mean, she I... I have a background in art, oh.
1: but this was an opportunity to actually make art and get paid for it. Wow, okay. Um, so she came seeking employment and yeah. was already super talented, and I saw like, wow, here's a super talented person that I can combine forces with on, and our energies seem really great. And so we've been really collaborating for yeah. 10 years, yeah. years. Wow. Yeah, Together. the work I was
2: doing, um, I was making cosmic energy helmets, like really <laughs> silly stuff that um, know, didn't have any, well, <clears throat> I hadn't figured out how it connected into the world, <laughs> but I took that same sort of, uh, I felt like this work was working with the same kinds of ideas in a very different way. Right. So it felt good to me to be
1: part of it.
0: Right. Um. And Natalie, how did this start for you? Uh,
1: yeah, so I, um, clay was an instant, instant connection for me in high school. I took, uh, uh, you know, the extracurricular class. I mean, I had always been into art. Like Cynthia, as a little girl, I was always drawing and painting and playing music, and art was a huge piece, and also in nature, a ton. Um, but for some reason, in high school, it was like, oh, now you've got to do your prereqs. And so first I did silversmithing, and I was like, all right, that's cool. And then I tried clay, and it was like instant bond. So I just ended up doing clay for the next six or seven years through college and so forth and got out of school, uh, ended up getting a fellowship to study clay in Asia, and came back and said, oh, now I'm going to get a real job. And a friend of mine said, no, you should do clay. Here's a space in my studio. I think you should go for it. And uh, that was kind of the road less traveled. I turned down the corporate job and went for it and waitressed at a local Korean restaurant and was super poor for many years and just started making my own work. Um, So the passion kind of got hooked and high school and it just kind of never left. And when I started selling my first little things on the street, I was like, oh, maybe I could make some money and rest is history. I mean, it's just been this constant evolving and spiraling out and collaborating with people. And now I have a wonderful team to work with. And uh, I feel like one of our missions together as a team of seven people is to really find out what that passion is for all of us. And we're tapping into that. We're asking each other, you know, what. What brings us meaning when we come to work? We're not just here, like, cranking out these commissions and sending them off to, you know, get the paycheck. We're here because we really want to put, infuse our energy into this clay and get it out there in the world. And it feels like um, so many people, it's a universal connection. So many people can come up and touch the piece, little kids and old people and people in between who are actually, there's so many people from 20 to 70 making I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I should say, from all ages, you know, making things in clay, too. So it feels like a lot of people are familiar with it and have touched it. And that feels like a wonderful way to connect with people through the clay. So there's certainly a passion there of, um, you know, feeling like in a way we're kind of reaching out and holding hands with the people that see our work, even though it's on a, on a vibrational level.
0: You know, I have to tell you that I had that experience when I walked in before we walked in and i saw a piece similar to this with smaller tiles but it had these grooves mm-hmm. and just looking at it and seeing that how it was kind of the word that would come to my mind would be warped you know like bubbled warped uh-huh. it's just so the first thing i did and i was like I I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but <laughs> <laughs> I gently reached out and yeah, I needed yeah, to yeah. run my fingers along the yeah. grooves. But I have to tell you, it felt like wood carvings. Oh, yeah, like sure. It felt like I was, I really questioned, is, it, is this wood tiles? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was so authentic, it felt, yeah. it felt so natural, so woodsy and earthy, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and earth it is, man. Right, yeah, right. Absolutely. That's so neat. Yeah.
0: There are people who have passions to be artists, right? Yeah. But they don't take the leap like you did right, to right, create right. a studio. So what hesitations or challenges did you have doing that? Um, How did you get started?
1: Yeah, I guess I would speak more to the lack of hesitation and the lack of awareness of challenge for me. Natalie uh, has a special ability to not <laughs> be scared. She just takes risks. Yeah, it's kind of, sort of constant, and I don't—I wouldn't know how. Like I—I've said that to people before, and I don't, you know, maybe I can just live by example, and someone would vicariously absorb that energy and go for it. But there is a certain amount of, um, you know, my new motto is trust, trust with love. Like just trust in the process and without fear. Like replace it with love and uh, ask for assistance on, in whatever you believe in, whatever kind of energy you believe kind of circumambulates around all of us all the time, you know, give it up a prayer just be like, hey, wanna help me out? And you'd be amazed at like things that show up or people that show up and how uh, the flow kind of happens. And that feels like the big picture of how I tackled it. The little picture is like baby steps, right? It's, you know, what are the actions today that i need to do to move this thing forward whether it's the whole business or this piece right here or getting rid of the clutter in the studio so we can think better tomorrow or you know Mm -hmm. whatever it might be there's so many layers or fixing the kiln kyle's over there sweating thank you kyle fixing the kiln right now and that's a baby step too you know it's all these little steps that you just kind of have to no trust that they're all gonna get done, it's okay, you know, sometimes they don't get done. Sometimes you open up the kiln after all that work and everything's just cracked in half. And there was a point Cynthia and I went through where we were like, maybe we should go flip burgers. <laughs> <There've> <laughs> because been- <laughs> many points when I referred to Natalie
2: as crazy, because I was yeah. like, what are you doing? Anybody in the right mind would have stopped long ago, because there's <laughs> been so many challenges in the yeah. way, so many, like. Which is why you're successful. <laughs> yeah
1: that i didn't stop she didn't stop yeah well it's also like once you get the flywheel going you know and you've bought equipment and you've invested it's like well which direction are you going to go in so there's that too right
0: so what hesitation cynthia did you have making that change from what you were doing to what you are doing
2: well i didn't have a hesitation starting this job um but i had hesitation starting my own art um Independent of this, right? Um, So I'm very familiar with that phenomenon of like Well for one thing like which direction do I move in like, you know, because if you have passions you probably have more than one passion and and so trying to decide what direction to move in and um, And how to uh, Yeah, just trusting like Natalie does she she's got a a fearlessness that I—I've got fearlessness about drawing, yeah. for sure. Like I can come in here, she'll give me any assignment, and I'll just barrel forward with it, and and that's um, that's not the thing that stops me. But um, uh, but I have I have my own projects percolating along too. I've been working on parade floats, and and the thing there again—it's there's a social element. So with the parade floats, they grew and they evolved because um, I had somebody said, hey, would you make a parade float? And um, I said, well, great. There's a parade. I have people. I've got like a theme and then I know how to make it. And so that kind of focused my energy. And so then I made like a 15 foot long fish and we (laughs) marched it through Brattleboro and it's awesome. Yeah. It was super fun. (laughs) That's great. But it did take that kind of focusing so
0: what do you think you learned about yourself through that
2: um well i'm motivated by people Mm -hmm. and um i'm motivated by constraints like specific challenges Mm -hmm. um, help me to to channel my energy in a way that makes things happen
0: natalie what do you think you've learned about yourself through your journey here
1: Uh, I guess that I'm probably never going to stop being crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are so many cool things to do, so many great directions to go in. And uh, well, I've really learned that I get a lot out of partnership. So that same social element, people as well. But I really jive on um, collaboration. I have. Cynthia is one of the major collaborators in my life. <laughs> makes me teary. <laughs> and my my sweetheart, my partner, is another collaboration. And then who you, Randy, who you're about to interview, is a third collaboration. And there's just so much like awesome bounty that's come from all of those. And yeah, um, yeah, totally makes me teary. <laughs>
2: it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I one of the things we've discovered is just how how powerful it is to team up. I mean, that sounds really cheesy. But it's just amazing. Like if I, um, I wouldn't, I don't think either of us would have accomplished this without each yeah, other. Definitely not. Um, definitely not. And that's been amazing. Yeah. It's like and you don't think f- of that in uh, art so
1: much, but I think it is actually happening in art. People it's like this paradigm in that. this country where this individualism, where everyone thinks like, I have to make this amazing thing and it must be my name. and. You know, I don't know why we got so stuck in that. Whereas, you know, in music, there's bands and there's a name of a band that's for five people or whatever, and everyone collaborates and makes that incredible music. And that's kind of what we've been thinking about lately is like, oh, Natalie Blake Studios is a band and there's seven incredible people. None of this could happen without each one of them. And, uh, you know, that's just a great way to go. And we get to hang out with each other all day and we get to have fun and go to the river and swim. and you know, let's bring that element in too, of just enjoying life. Like we're making beauty, but it's also feel some beauty amongst us, you know? So I guess that's back to your question of what have I learned? It feels like, oh, I've learned that um, collaborating is something I love and really enjoy and you don't ever see stopping. I just see it growing and growing and the network of our collaborations just growing into like some pretty cool stuff. And what's so amazing about that is, you just don't know what's going to happen because you're getting these different beings coming together working on something. So it, you, nobody has any idea what it's going to look like. But you come together with that, uh, amazing things will happen that nobody could have thought of. Like 2 plus 2 equals 5, you know.
0: Yes, I, do. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I <laughs> right? You're, you're doing that yes. yourself. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite piece that you worked on?
1: I really enjoy more surrealistic uh, Works so uh, we haven't done a lot of that. So uh, there was two pieces that came to mind of pieces that I loved. One was a piece in Tampa, Florida. We did. We were honored to take a two hundred year history of Af- one African American community and distill it down into three murals that depicted that history from one little neighborhood. And that was just the whole process of again working with people and learning about their lives, carving actual buildings and roads with the names of the roads on there that went back 200 years and then installing with my husband Nick and people from that community coming up to the mural and like that's where my cousin Joe did his you know whatever and, and like Nick and I were just like what like actual real people coming up to the mural and being so excited and then turning us into being like thank you so much for making this we're like all right we're now we're living our passion. So that was a huge piece. Um, and then Cynthia and I did 10 of these beautiful murals of Alaskan mm, yeah, wildflowers. That was that was really and we made you know, as big as this table, this gorgeous thing. And then Nick and I again went up to Alaska and we wrapped them around these columns in this high school cafeteria. So in the middle of winter, they have spring. Mm-hmm. You know, and it looks kind of like a forest of trees. Like well, that's we didn't amazing think Because that. it's so dark there
2: yeah. during yeah. that time of yeah, year. That was
1: the concept, was bring the summertime to them. So that was really awesome awesome. and then on the surrealistic note I had one client who said I just love what you do, make me something fabulous and I'm going to pay you a lot of money to do it and I made a (laughs) backsplash for her behind her sink, believe this or not. And I just did all my surrealistic drawing came out with these kind of mystical instrumental players with these uh, strings from the instrument kind of going off and being lines of the wind and you know I just love that, I love where my mind can just go and wander. And I never, as I'm drawing, I never really know what's gonna happen. So that excites me and my my artistic personal goal is to get to some commissions where I can do more of that. So that's the direction my passion will lead me to. So to give advice to other people to pursue
0: their
2: passions, let's Mm. start with Cynthia. What would you suggest? Pursue their passion. I was really hesitant ever from, you know, ever since I knew, ever since somebody told me that you couldn't be an artist right so I just went around with that belief like this heavy belief but then for some reason I continued in that direction I kept I kept running into it over and over again like I remember in college I was studying psychology because it seemed more practical and then I was weeping I was sitting in the, the um, gallery just like weeping because I, I really I just really wanted to do a show like that's what I wanted to do and it was like in me and then after college like I um, uh, I was trying to like be practical and go to graduate school and get something like that I could earn money with but the only thing that I had that energy that like pushed me forward was to go to graduate school in sculpture and so I was like I trusted it, like I was doing a lot of journaling, that was actually a super helpful thing for me, and I just kept writing my journals and these things kept cropping up. I was like, all right. So I went to graduate school in sculpture and um, and I got a job as an artist and I'm making art, that's like, I just it's what I do on weekends and it's what I do during the week
1: and somehow it's worked out, so. I Yay. Feel, yeah. Natalie, what about you? I guess my, uh, if I were to like distill it all down, and I would almost say, like, write this down. (laughs) Everything you need is right around you. And it's a really hard thing to actually take in and really believe. But all you have to do is ask. And it doesn't mean you necessarily, well, you might ask a person, you might ask the universe, you might ask your bank. You don't know. But anything you need to move yourself forward a little bit is. Right in your midst. So if you ask, open up your heart, open up your ears, open up your eyes, and open up your trust, then boop boop, they pop up like little flowers. So true. So yeah. true. Thank yeah. you,
0: girls, so much. Yeah. Yeah. It was great meeting you, and I know we're gonna get a little bit of footage of your work. And how can people find you? Is it natalieblakestudios.com? Yep. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Keep up the great work. So glad we ran into you here in Vermont. (laughs) Great. Thanks for finding us
2: for sure. It's fun to tell a story. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it was very interesting here. Very (laughs)
2: inspirational, both of
0: you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the Fifty States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision explore and execute a plan or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful you can find me at motivatemepodcast.com and the world keeps turning and i just keep moving along whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. and the world keeps turning and i just keep moving